all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ, and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologist-recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin. From makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost Water Gel Facial Moisturizer, BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd, only at BJ's. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and Pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 877-552-4746. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in the app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. Of faith together. It's on the screen. Let's go. I am blessed because the life-giving message I am about to hear will change what I do in Jesus' name. Amen. So, Father, move by your spirit now. Get the glory out of everything that we do. Have your way today. We are open and we are ready. We are open and we are ready and we thank you for it. We are open and we are ready and we thank you for it. God, speak to us now. Lord, I need your help in this building right now. And, Father, we ask that you would come in, Lord, and do what only you can do. In Jesus' name, lift both your hands. Say, Lord, I'm open and I'm ready to receive the word of the Lord in Jesus' name. Everybody stand up. Let's stand up. Let's stir the water a little bit. All right. Atmosphere matters, 915. And some of y'all, maybe you excited to see the baseball game. I got some paint out there about to dry it if you want to watch this. I'm just joking. I'm not a baseball guy, but I know, I know, I know there's a whole lot of people in Denver that's really excited about the baseball game. Anybody in here, you a baseball fan? Awesome, awesome. Two of y'all. Three. You can't, You got two tickets. Be a blessing. Now, I don't want to see the game, but I want to eat the food around. The <laughs> Come on. Say, Father, in Jesus' name, I center myself. I focus myself on receiving your word right now. I stir the spirit that's in me and the Holy Spirit that's around me. So when I receive this word, I receive it gladly. I receive it gladly. Lord, speak to me. Answer every prayer. Remove every doubt. Answer every question. Put a period where there was worry. I'm ready to receive. I'm ready to receive in Jesus' name. Come on, 915, if you're ready to receive, put some rejoicing on him. 
Stir the atmosphere. Stir the atmosphere. Stir the atmosphere. Stir the atmosphere. Hallelujah. And God, we pray for many decisions today for people to give their lives to you in this building and online. For many decisions for people to recommit themselves to you. Father, we rebuke the enemy right now. We rebuke every distraction right now. We rebuke every heavy thing right now. We rebuke every worry right now. And we are free to receive in Jesus' name. Can I get the free people to clap their hands right there? And men shall clap their hands and hiss the enemy out of his place. We send the enemy on the run. We send them out of our minds. We send them out of the building. We send them off of every digital campus right now in Jesus' name. Come on. Hallelujah. 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 Just elbow somebody and say, now it's ready. Now it's ready. Grab a seat. Let's go to work. Our series, Atmosphere is Everything, 915. If I can teach you anything, watch me. If you get your atmosphere right, you won't have to work as hard to get certain things done. For some of you, some of the challenges that you face in your life now are not because of you, but they are because there are people, places, things, and ideas that are in the atmosphere around you. But you have got to learn how to take authority over that atmosphere, and you've got to be the thermostat and set it. Don't be the thermometer and just read it. You are sitting next to somebody that is literally in the second half of 2021, which will be the best half of this year so far. And you do not have time to be fooling with a cold, dead atmosphere. And I'm not talking about just in church. I'm talking about the people around you. For some of you, you need to tell some people, I can't fool with you until January. Why? Because I don't have time to fool with cold, dead, miserable, trifling people in my second half. Baby, I'm going all the way up. And if you're not coming with me, I'm going to need you to get up off the ship. Elbow somebody say, this is going to be the best half of this year for you. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. For those of you that believe it's not just you, but everybody connected to you, say this is going to be the best half of this year for everybody connected to me. God, duh. So atmosphere matters. So when we take time to make sure the atmosphere is right, I need you to make sure that you're not just treating that as some religious form or fashion or ritual. It is to make sure that we don't have to pierce through anything to get this word in your spirit, that your spirit is open and that your spirit is ready. The Bible says that God was speaking, but his people would not hear because they had hardened hearts. Why were their hearts hardened? Because they were worried, because they were frustrated, because they were depleted, because they were discouraged, because they were delayed, and because they were distressed. But I believe there's some people in this building and online that can say, listen, I throw all of that aside because, God, I need a word from you. I, I, I don't need to make any bad decisions in this second half. I don't need to make any mistakes in this second half. I don't need to be laying down when I need to rise up in this second half. I need you to get ready to run. Why? Because everything about your life is improving in this Say, everything about me is getting better in the second half. 
So listen, our series is called The Kingdom in You, to learn what Jesus gives us when we become Christians. Salvation is not the end. Salvation is the beginning. Many people, especially if you grew up in church, here was the thought. The thought was, now that I'm saved, I'm done. It's like, I'm saved, and then watch me. And then if you grew up uh, a Pentecostal, I'm saved, what? Sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost, as if that was the end, like God was done. And consequently, for many people, you were left saying, there's got to be more, because yes, I'm glad I'm saved saved but saved for what yes I'm glad I'm filled with the Holy Spirit but filled with the Holy Spirit for what there is more to being filled with the Spirit than just speaking in unknown tongues because what good is your unknown tongues if you don't know how to go in the boardroom and speak in English tongues or whatever the tongues of business are what good is you being filled with the Holy Ghost if it only works in here when you need it most out there you need God on your job you need him to deal with your crazy family folk you need him to deal with your children you need him to deal with your spouse open your mouth say there must be more there so when we become Christians, there's something that Jesus gives us. And what he gives us is the kingdom. Luke 12, 29. Look at this. He says, so as for you, do not seek what you will eat and what you will drink. Stop. Most people spend their life in a perpetual state and place and practice of trying to make it. Of trying to survive. I need to make sure I got a roof over my head. And I need to make sure I got food to eat. If you got children, I got to make sure these kids got some clothes. I got, watch me, say, say I'm not in survival mode. Watch me, you can even be successful and still be in survival mode because you can feel like you're going to lose it at any minute. I want to talk to somebody, but the truth is you are not struggling, but you still live like you're in survival mode. Because every time something gets good, you get a little fearful saying, well, anything could go bad, anything could happen. I'm here to tell you, God is just that good. And you don't have to worry about losing it. Why? You're not going to lose it. You're about to upgrade from where you're at now. I... He says, do not seek, do not focus on what you're going to eat or what you're going to drink. He says, do not focus on surviving. And for years, many Christians, that's all they've done is survive. Storm after storm after storm, issue after issue after issue. And then by the time you get out of one issue, you're like, God, uh, I'm so glad I made it through that. But what if I told you the second half, you were not going to be surviving, but you were going to be thriving? I'll preach my own self happy since I ain't got no help in here. What if, you, what, what if you were walking into the time of your life where you were no longer going to be focused on surviving? You were going to be focused on how you can scale. What does that mean? Make it bigger. Make it better. Elbow somebody say bigger and better. Do not seek what you will eat and what you will drink. Do not focus on surviving. Do not focus on getting the minimal out of life. He says, nor have an anxious and unsettled mind. He says, watch me, what's anxious? Watch me, watch me, a derivative of the word, anxiety. He says, how are you going to be mine and live with anxiety? How are you going to say I'm a healer, but you're walking around with anxiety? How are you going to say I'm a way waker, but you're walking around with anxiety? You're so concerned about what's going to happen and what's it going to be and are they going to be with you? Are they going to leave you? Is it going to go good? Is it not going to go good? Are you going to fail? Are you going to lose? Are you going to win? What's going on with the economy? What about the house prices? What about that? And God says, why are you acting like you're anxious? Watch me. And unsettled. But what, what does an unsettled mind mean? It means not only are you anxious, but it means that your mind has not yet concretized itself in anything. 
In other words, somebody can say one thing to you that will get you off focus. Somebody can give you one little attitude and now you're talking about you giving up because of one person that's trying to cause you to stop, but they're not the reason you started. I wish you would let a punk come up and punk you. All right, I'm going to preach aggressive now. I wish you would, after all the hell you've been through and what you've overcome, and what you, I wish you would let somebody shake you. Elbow somebody say, I will not be shaken. Say, but I'll be settled. I, you're finally about to settle in to your colon. You're finally about to settle in to your seven-figure earning. You're finally about to settle in to being the one in your family that makes it. You're finally about to settle in to being the curse breaker, the history maker, the line crosser. The, open your mouth and say, I'm settling in. Look at what Jesus says. He says, for you, don't seek, don't just survive. He's like, this is offensive to me. That I'm about to die for you because when he says this, this is before he's gone to the cross. He says, it's offensive to only try to survive because you have an anxious and an unsettled mind. You have not settled yourself for being the first one in your bloodline to do it. You keep looking for their cosign. And to, watch me, the, the purpose of a cosigner is somebody that's already done it. <laughs> How are you trying to get cosigners that haven't done what you're about to do? He says, do not have an anxious or an unsettled mind. Verse 30, for all the pagan nations, he says, the people who do not know me, they greedily seek these things. Check this out. He says, your greed will keep you in survival mode because you're trying to get all you can and can all you get. And the moment you get something, you treat it like you're surviving instead of treating it like it's seed. Can we go further? He says, and your heavenly father already knows that you need them. So it's like God already knows what it is that you have need of. Verse 31. But, watch me, this is the Amplified. Strive for and actively seek his. Come on, 915, his. And these things will be given to you as well. Okay, let me, let me see. Let, let, let me help. Let me help. Luke 17, 21 says the kingdom is in. Here or there, but it's in you. And I've been drilling every week what the kingdom is. We're going to do it at the end versus at the beginning like I've been doing the last several messages because I need you to know what's in you. He says, if you will seek that, then you, everything you're trying to get for, to survive, it'll be given to you. See, you're so used to fighting for it, you don't know what it is to have somebody drop it off on you. But you're sitting next to somebody, God's about to drop a bag off. Yep. Ooh, I ain't playing with y'all, so I'm going to just go up for myself. You have been fighting for every little inch of territory, every little inch of progress. But what if I told you in the second half, you're not going to fight for it, it's going to be dropped off. Open up your mouth and say, he'll give it to me. You're so used to fighting for people to support you. What if I told you if he's going to send some people that do it, watch me, and they don't want nothing from you. They just want to see you win. What if the leeches in your life were going to leave your life in the second half? What if the... Look, look, look. Actively seek his kingdom and all his stuff, all his stuff will be what? Given to you. Look at the last part of the verse. As well. 
which means, can you make this declaration? I, I, need, I need you to get here. I need you to get here. Because I realize, especially for those of you, especially, can I just talk just for a second to the strong men and the strong women? When you are strong, you, you're used to living in survival. So the concept of not living in survival can be threatening. In fact, it can even be uncomfortable because you have accustomed yourself that everything you get, you have to fight like hell for. And watch me, and if there was no fight to get it, then you feel like you don't deserve it. But what if I told you the truth is you've been fighting your whole life. And the fighting you've done up to this point, the second half has been set aside for you. Let me just preach my own self happy. The second half of this year has been set aside for you. Say this second half will be way better than the first half. Let's go. Let's go to work. Let's go to work. Here we go. Look, look. Verse 32. It is, watch me, it, it is the Father's good pleasure. Do not be afraid and anxious, excuse me, little flock. It's a commandment. Say it's a commandment. He says, stop being scared and stop being anxious. It, it's a commandment. Somebody say, stop it. Like, you ever had somebody kind of acting kind of fidgety? And you stop all that. And if you've, you've never seen somebody do it, you were the one doing it, and we had to do that to you. God basically says, he says, you're doing all of this. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And I'm just, and I'm not sure. And, I'm not, and you're calling everybody. You're on the phone with everybody. You're looking up stuff. You're Googling. you YouTube and you TikToking. You're doing all of that. And God says, stop all that. Elbow somebody say, stop it. Stop. Mm -mm, I need you to say it a little bit more aggressive, right? Right? Come on. Uh, for those of you in Denver, can I get you to go to North Denver for just a few moments when you say this to them? Right? All right. You ready? You ready? If you're not from here, go to Chicago. Watch me. Go to the South Side. Let's go. Come on. You ready? All right. All right. If you're from Memphis, I need you to go to Orange Mound. Come on. All right. All right. All right. All right. If you're from St. Louis, just the whole city. I need you to go whole city. Okay. You ready? You ready? All right. All right. But real aggressive when you elbow. One, two, three. Stop it. I'm going to give you one more time, just one more time, because I need you to see what God's saying to you today. Because <laughs> God is like, I've been trying to tell you that this was the moment, that this was the time, that th I set aside a whole half a year for you. I let you stack up during the pandemic and get prepared during the pandemic so when the world opened, you'd be ready. So, so now that the world is open, I need you not to have anxiety, not to have social anxiety, not to be scared, not to be... This is the moment you've been waiting for. So when you're doing all of that extra, I need you to one, two, three, stop it. When the enemy says it's not going to work, stop it. When you got naysayers saying it ain't going to be able to get done, stop it. When you sitting up thinking negative to yourself, stop it. Stop it. Why? It is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. God was like, I really want to do this for you. Um, there have been times where I have wanted to bless somebody. And I have thought it up in my mind. I have prepared it in my mind, walked it out. And then right when I was getting ready to do it, and I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about little stuff. I'm talking about big life-changing stuff. Right when I was getting ready to do it, all of a sudden, they just go nuts. 
You ever wanted to bless somebody? And you were ready to do it? And then why when you were ready to do it, they just... What if I told you that somebody on your row, God says, I'm ready to do it. But right when I was about to drop it off, here you go with all this. So on the 11th day of July, God has a word for you. Stop it. Somebody say, it's his good pleasure to give me the kingdom. So where is the kingdom? We've learned. Let's walk it out. Uh, for indeed, the kingdom of God is within you. It's not a place. It's in a people. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5. Let's go here. Um, so you ever thought to yourself, God, I didn't ask to be here? You ever thought that? Come on, you can be honest. On, online, do the hand with Like, God, why am I here? And like almost kind of got an attitude. Job got an attitude. Job cursed the day he was born. He was like, I can't even believe that you let me be born. Why am I? here because sometimes your pressure can make you uh, can make you get to a place to where you begin to question purpose god there's there's no reason for me to be here that why would you like why like why would you send me here to have to go through this and deal with that with these people i want to show you something i want to show you something where's the kingdom at in you so Knowing that the kingdom's in you, and for those of you like, Bishop, what is the kingdom? We're going to hit it in just a moment in case you haven't heard me teach it yet, but we're going to hit it from another angle. Watch me. Say, it's in me. All right, look at Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5. Jeremiah is known as the weeping prophet. He's known as the weeping prophet because his assignment literally makes him weep. He wants more for people than they want for themselves, and whenever you are in a fight to lead people to a place they don't want to go, it always makes you weep. So he's literally, he's thrown into a cistern, a big water well, essentially. He's thrown into a cistern. He's locked up. They make false charges against him. And all of this isn't coming from the world. It's coming from church people. All of Jeremiah's hell never came from a sinner. It came from the saints. And for some of you, watch me, I need you to understand that you have to not only protect from enemies foreign, but sometimes domestic too. Look what he tells Jeremiah, because Jeremiah, Jeremiah is getting ready to start this journey. And not only is he going to have a difficult assignment, he's young in his assignment. And for some of you, it's not that you feel young, but you feel ill-equipped. It's that you feel ill-experienced. You're like, I don't know how to do this. I've never done that. And so consequently, your excuse becomes, well, I've never done this before. I need you to take those words out of your mouth. I need you not to say in this second half, I've never done this before, because you're about to do a whole lot in this second half you've never done before. And, and I need you to be okay with the fact, I've never done it, but if he brought me to it, we're about to do it. Shut your mouth. I've never done it, but if he brought me to it, we're about to do it. I'll say it a third time. I've never done it, but if he brought me to it, we're about to do it. You say it. I've never done it, but if he brought me to it. So look what he tells Jeremiah. Before... I formed you, stop. So that means your whole life, because if he formed you, that means your whole life has been the enemy trying to deform you and reform you. Reform you, turn you into somebody you're not. Deform you, have something wrong with the way you are formed. If something's deformed, it's not formed properly. Now, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't operate properly, which means it never accomplishes what it's supposed to accomplish because its form is not correct. So your whole life since you got here, the enemy has tried to reform you and deform you. He had you introduced to stuff early. 
He had you dropped, rejected, abandoned. Who was supposed to cover you ended up exploiting you. Who am I talking to? Who was supposed to fight for you ended up fighting you. Who am I talking to? And your whole life, every time you trusted somebody, uh, all of a sudden it seems like you were that trust was betrayed and let down. And so your whole life, even though God formed you, which means if he formed you, and sent you to the earth. He sent you to the earth with a specific purpose in mind. So the enemy's whole goal was to say, let me deform them and reform them so that they'll never understand what they were formed for. Let me have you walking around with a chip on your shoulder so that instead of watching me ministering to people, you become the person people need to be ministered to about. So instead of you opening doors for people, you only open doors for yourself. So you become what much of this culture is today, sociopathic and narcissistic. It, is, it does not care about how its actions affect other people, and it is totally self-centered and self-focused. So that's me. I need you to say, but I've been formed for different. Come on. Before I formed you, so God says, I created you. Before they formed this chair, they had in mind that this was going to be a stool that was going to be used for somebody to sit on it, which means we can't make this to be no weak punk chair. Why? Because people of every size are going to need to be able to sit in this chair and it's going to need to be able to hold them up. What if I told you that the weight that's always been on you, even though you felt like you couldn't carry it, did you notice that you did? Because since he formed you, he knows what you can handle. He knows what you can take. And even when he begins to stretch you to what you think, God, I just can't do no more. He's like, but you didn't form you. I formed you. So I know what you can handle. I know what you can take. I know what you can bear. Elbow somebody say, you're better than you thought. You're better. And I don't mean bad in a negative way. I mean bad in a good way. Baby, you are bad somebody. Only you can go through what you've been through and still have joy. Only you can go through what you've been through and still have praise. Only you can go through what you've been through and still say, I will bless the Lord at all times. And his praise shall continually, 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 continually be in my mouth. He says, I formed you. Watch me. I knew you. God says, so your life didn't begin at conception. It began preconception. Because the real you is not a body. The real you is a spirit. We're tripart beings. We're spirits. That's your subconscious mind. You have a soul. That's your conscious mind, thoughts, will, and emotions. And we live in a physical body. Which means you got your body, but your spirit had been alive. This is why you meet certain people and you say, you're an old soul. They are. Look at somebody and say, you've been, you, say, say, you've been around. You've been around. You've been around. So watch. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Pay attention to the next part of this verse. Because many people say, God, why am I here? Like, why I got to go through all this? Like, why I got to deal with all this? Look at the next part of the verse. And approved of you. Stop. You only have to approve what's requested. I know sometimes in life you're like, why me? Why am I going through this? Can I tell you you volunteered to be here? You asked to be here before you got here. That's why he had to approve of you being here. Uh-uh, you'll catch it in a minute. Which means I need you to stop looking at God like, why me? And instead say, I knew what I was signing up for before I started. I 
I knew I was ready. That's why I asked coach, put me in. Coach, put me in. Well, baby, he put you in. Now, what are you doing to win the game? I, let me slow this down. Let me slow it down. Let me back this up. Because sometimes we'll look at God like we're doing him a favor. Sometimes we'll look at God like, you know, Lord, I don't want to do this. Yes, you did. You asked to. I knew you. Look, at, look in the brackets. And approved of you as my chosen instrument. So God says, not only did you ask me to be here, I approved you to be here. And I chose you to be here. So you asked and I chose. Which means we had a mutual agreement that you weren't going to screw this up. This is too deep. We had a mutual agreement that you were going to fight until you win. We had a mutual agreement that no matter how rough it got, you were going to live for me. We had an agreement that you would always worship me. We had an agreement that you were going to be my representative. We had an agreement. Somebody say, Lord, I restore my agreement. I can, can I give you some examples of this? This is why when you worship, sometimes you'll get caught up. And, and, and for some of you, you've had an out-of-body worship experience where you get so caught up, it's like you're looking at you. Anybody had that type of experience? If you're not, you need to worship harder. Let's go. It, it is because the spirit you, which is the real you, you made an agreement with him before he ever sent you to the earth. This is why when you have moments that you go up sometimes, even though it's new, it feels old. Even though it's a new experience on this side, there's something very familiar about it. Let me give you another example. There's something called deja vu. Anybody ever experienced that? Where you feel like you've been here before. That's because your spiritual experience is intersecting with your natural experience. As the Bible says that he's the Alpha and Omega and he does the end from the beginning. Which means God has already decided the end before he started the beginning. Which means the beginning was decided before the end. See, when they're making a chair, they form the chair after they decided what the chair is going to look like. This is not an experiment to see what the chair is going to become. We have decided what it's going to be. So when we form it and when we make it, it's going to be what we decided up front. Which means God says, I have already decided what you're supposed to accomplish in the earth. And I decided that before I sent you. And I sent you because you asked me. And, I, and after you asked me, I chose you. So we have an agreement here. <laughs> okay, let's just slow it down because I need you to get it. Elbow somebody one more time. You're going to do it at least five more times. So just elbow him. Give me that elbow and say, you made an agreement with God to give him your life. So, so, so ask him, say, why did you take it back? You made an agreement that you would be faithful to him even if people were not faithful to you. So, This is, why, this is why the work of ministry is called the reconciliation. Reconciling the world back to Christ. Well, 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 what do you mean reconcile? Reconcile again to conciliate again. Well, you can't do it again if it wasn't done in the first place. You can't reconcile with somebody you just met. And before you were born, I consecrated you. 
Does that mean I set you apart? He was like, he was like, let me have those two chairs. Let me have those two chairs real fast. He, he was like, I set you apart. Say I'm set apart. Let me show you. Let me show you. Thank you. Just two. That's all I need. Two. Thank you. All right. Watch me. He said, um, you're going to notice that you're a little different than the rest. And here's where your challenge has been. I formed you like that. You keep trying to deform like this. You keep trying to fit in with what you're supposed to change. You keep looking for the acceptance of people that are not even what he wants. He says, no, 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 no. See, you sit higher. And here's your confusion. There's more of them. And there's only one of you. So it's difficult to be the only one. But we had an agreement that you were willing to be the only one. For those of you that know you're different than your bloodline, different than your family, different than your city, different than your community, different than your environment. On three, I need you to just throw a one in the air. One, two, three, one. I'm that one. I he says, he says, you're different. They're going to be like, it don't matter. You're going to be like, it does. They're going to be like, it don't matter to miss church. You're going to be like, I don't miss church. They're going to be like, it don't matter. You're going to be like, that's not what I do. I'm this one. I'm not that one. And just because there's more, watch me, move this around. Just because there's more, see what they'll try to do sometimes, move it over here. So sometimes what there's, when there's more, watch me, watch me, watch me. They'll try to lock you up. What's wrong with you? Why are you not like everybody else? Because I don't want what y'all got, I want more. I don't do average that good. What if I told you you sit next to a woman or a man of excellence? What if I told you you sit next to a king and a priest? What if I told you you are sitting next to a one-of-a-kind specialty? I don't want to be like you, baby. I don't do average that well. I don't want to be like you. I don't do depressed that well. I don't. Before you were born, I set you apart. Leave it right there. I set you apart. Look at the next part. To myself as my own. God says, <laughs> it used to be a group, I think it was called, what is it, Rome? They said, they had a song called, I Belong to You. Okay, I know, the 1115 would know, they would have had, they would have already been singing it, but just in Africa. But watch me, God says, you're mine. They may have had you once, but I got you all the time. He said, he said, he said, which means, the tug of war we're having is that you want to be yours. You want your will, your way, how you feel about it, how you think about it, but you're mine. And I have appointed you to do something. And watch me, you've been disappointed. And because you've been disappointed, you are not walking in what I have appointed. See, Jeremiah, you're supposed to be a voice to the nations. But because you've been disappointed with your city, you don't want to do it no more. You're supposed to be a voice. Say, I'm a voice. 
Come on, y'all talk to me. Say, say I'm a voice. You're supposed to be a voice, Jeremiah, but you don't even want to do it because you've been disappointed. But you asked me to be here. And I let you go and sent you not for you to come back to me with a bunch of excuses, with a bunch of I've been through this, I've been through that, I've been through. We knew all of this up front. This is why when you find yourself in challenges, have you ever noticed how another you seems to emerge? You'll say stuff like, I don't know what would happen if I went through that. Then you go through that and you beat it. We agreed to this up front. You asked me to be here and I approved you. And it's time for you to do what I sent you to do. So let's look. The kingdom is sought, I've taught you this, as number one priority. Num uh, next, the kingdom is sought after pressure. Next, the kingdom is sought from a child's perspective. Finally, the kingdom is sought in prayer. I've taught you these before, so I want to get to this. Luke 11 and 2. We're almost done. Y'all with me? Y'all with me? Luke 11 and 2. Come on, let's go. It says, so he said to them, this is Jesus speaking, when you pray, the word pray means to ask. Three different types of prayer in the Bible. Pray means to ask. That's what you do for yourself. Second type of prayer is supplication. That's when you pray for another Christian. The third type of prayer is intercession. That's when you go to God on behalf of somebody that can't go on their own. What does that mean, Bishop? An unbeliever. John chapter 9 makes it clear that the prayers, uh, uh, um, the only prayer that is heard of an unbeliever is the prayer of salvation. That's why we say prayers of privilege, not a right, because everybody don't get to be heard. So if you can pray, I need to figure out why you don't treat it like a privilege. Come on, say, Lord, give me a passion to pray. I... So he said to them, when you pray, ask for yourself, we're talking about. Because this is not intercession, nor is this supplication. This is about you. Say this, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done as it is in, uh, 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 on earth as it is in heaven. Look at this. Say your kingdom. Your kingdom come, your realm, your royalty, your rule, your reign. Come there doesn't mean like show up. Come there means it's been there, but I need it to reveal itself. In downtown Denver, Elitch's is there all year. All right, formerly Six Flags. All right, we can tell things are a little different. All right. Tower of Doom still ain't working. Listen, so if anybody worked there, I'm going to need y'all to get that together. All right, let this be God's answer to you. We didn't come just to ride teacups. Listen. All right. Everybody watch. It's there the whole time, but it only opens up when the season changes. God, this is too rough. It only opens up when it's the right time. In other words, he says, your kingdom show itself, manifest, open up in my life. It's been here since I got here, but I need it to open up and show itself now. Open your mouth, say, Lord, open and manifest and give it a timetable, say, now. Come on, 915. God, if I get a little faith, we might be able to get a breakthrough for somebody in the building and somebody online. Say, manifest now. I need for those of you that believe it, it's not going to take till December, but you're going to see it happen this week. You're going to see it. Come on, open up your mouth and put a praise on it. One, two, three, go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Shout now. Shout it again. Your kingdom manifests. It's been here because where is it at? 
It's been here. It's been, when he sent you, he sent you with a kingdom. When he sent you, he didn't send you ill-equipped. Stop saying, I don't know why I was born like this. You, what, with a kingdom? What, with a crown? Well, I didn't have a silver spoon. You had better than that. You had a golden crown. Well, I don't have nobody to do nothing for me. You didn't need nobody to do nothing for you. You're a king and a priest. You do not need a handout. You do not need a hand-me-down. You do not need somebody to do for you what you've got the ability to do. I'm glad they didn't help you. I'm glad they didn't write you a check. It made you manifest something from inside of you. You need to thank God for what people didn't do for you. Let's go, let's go. It says, your kingdom manifest, show itself. Your will be done on earth. Look at the last definition, several definitions for the sake of time. I'm just going to focus on life. Your will be done in my soil, in my land, in my country, in my world, in my life. life. Jesus said, when you pray, you need to pray that the kingdom shows itself. Where is it going to come out of? Which means if you're not squeezed, it's not coming out. So I'm going to say the squeeze is on. You ain't going to get that toothpaste unless you put pressure on it. I'll say it again. You're not going to get that toothpaste unless you put pressure on it. I'll say it for the people in the back. You're not going to get that toothpaste out of that tube unless you put some pressure on it. That's why Acts 14, 22 says, and we through many tribulations did we enter the kingdom, which means I needed the pressure to push it out. Now you better push it real good. Look, your will be done in my life as it is in heaven. Several definitions for heaven. His abode, that's where God dwells. His perspective, how he looks at things. His happiness, what makes him happy. His power, not my power, but his power. So the challenge is, is that we only like challenges that we have the power to deal with. Now realizing to manifest the kingdom, you have to have a challenge that is bigger than your power. Matter of fact, that's why some of you, there are certain areas of your life you feel powerless. Because he says, I need you to manifest the kingdom in this one. This one, we got to upgrade. We can't stay the same. But look at the last definition. As it is in eternity. See it underlined right there? So it says, your kingdom manifests, show itself. Your will be done in my life as it is in eternity. Come, come on, stay with me. This is important. Your will be done in my life as it is in eternity. I'll say it a third time. Your will be done in 2021 as it is. What does that mean? He's already completed it before I ever get to it. So what I'm walking out is the completed and finished work that he's already done. I don't have to run on to see what the end is going to be. Baby, I know what the end is going to be, and it's going to end with victory. I need you to make sure you sit next to some victorious people. Wink at them and say, victory is yours. I Wink at somebody else say, victory is yours. As it is in what? Eternity. Hmm, interesting. Ecclesiastes 3.11, we're almost done. He has made everything beautiful in its time. Say, it'll end beautiful for me. Even what's brutal right now, say, it'll end beautiful for me. Even what's stressing you out, say, it's going to end beautiful for me. Even what makes you say, God, I don't know how you're going to do this, say, it'll end beautiful for me. He has made everything beautiful in its time. Say, it's time. 
9.15. Please. If you don't do it for you, do it for somebody on your own. Can you say that with some conviction? Say, it's time. One more time. Ready? You ready? One, two, three. Now something should be quickening on the inside of you that's letting you know weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. One, two, three. Look, look, look. Also, pay attention to the screen. He has put eternity into man's heart. Heart in scripture means your mind. It is not, if you ever hear preachers say, oh, the heart needs to turn it off, then let me tell you about it. I'm serious. There's a lot of bad teaching out there. Popular don't mean right. <laughs> Gotta go Bible. Somebody say, stay with the Bible. <laughs> say it again, say, stick with the word. <laughs> okay, so in scripture, in Old Testament is the word lev, L-E-B. New Testament is the word cardia which means the seat of your decision. So whenever you see heart, 99% of the time, it's referring to your mind. Check this out. He put what into your mind? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Go back to that last verse for me uh, where we were. Your kingdom come, your will be done. So let's read the last part. Your will be done in my life as it is in eternity. Go to Ecclesiastes 3. He has made everything beautiful in its time. Also, he put, what does that mean? Heaven. Okay, let me see if I can say it, make it real simple. Look at this. Heaven on earth comes from in us. We are not waiting on God. The earth is waiting on us. Ain't no backup coming. You're in. Ain't no Superman coming. You're it. There's nobody else on the way. Open your mouth and say, I'm that one. I came to wake up some sleeping giants today. I came to wake up some gladiators and some warriors today. I came to wake up some kings and some priests today. Somebody say, it's already in me. This explains why life has tried to reform you and deform you. You ever looked at a, you ever, you ever dropped a, a can or something and it was so beat up that, that you were like, I ain't even going, I ain't even going, I'm going to throw that one away. And for many of you, you felt thrown away because you were dented, indented, reformed, and deformed. But I came to tell you the devil is a lie and his mama is. You ain't got a mama, but just go with me. Well, open your mouth and say, I'm that one. Let me, have a, let me have a piece of cash. $20 bill, $50 bill, $100 bill, something. $1 bill. Let me just have a piece of cash. Anybody got a piece of cash? Piece of cash. Piece of cash. You got some cash? All right, here we go. Thank you. All right, watch me. Okay, thank you. All right. Everybody watch me. Everybody watch me. This is $140 right here. All right? Y'all ready? Just like the, uh, what I asked for happened that fast, when you recognize who you are. <laughs> Am I at Harvest Roman Catholic Cathedral today? Yup. If you don't open up your mouth, say, I'll ask for it. And just that fast, it'll be in my hands.
I dare you to open up your mouth and say, Lord, every resource I need, put it in my hands. Every person I need, put them in my path to make this second half better than the first half. Drop it in my hands. You ready? Say this week. Look. So, so, so this is money. This will spend all day long. You ready? So, I'm gonna, I'm gonna deform it. See, look, it was nice and flat and all that. Look, look good. It's real. See, because you, you allow what you go through to make you question your own validity. And people will try to tell you they the real thing when they RC Cola, you Coca Cola. They, they're Sierra Mist. You're, you're Sprite. They're Mr. Pibb. You, Dr. Pepper. They're flavored fruit drink. You're Kool Aid. Listen. All right, watch me. I have, I have deformed this $100 bill. I've crumpled it. Now, come up here. Step on it. Real aggressively, too. Now, now don't tear it up now. There you go. Hey, what you got? Oh, you got on sandals. I need, I need somebody with some, I need somebody with some, uh, with some, with some, with some, with some, with some, with some aggressive shoes. What you got on? No. I need aggressive shoes. All these ladies over here got on flats. <laughs> they said, Bishop, we just sang. We took our high heels off. Come on, come on, come on. What do we got? Come on. Come on. All right, all right. Come on. Come on. Come on. These are, oh, come on. Come on, aggressive shoes. I just, now, just, now, just crush it. Crush it. I mean, it just like, rah. I mean, like, it stole something from me. Just, rah. All right, watch me. Watch me. Watch me. Watch me. Watch me. Thank you. Watch me. Watch me. She like, and I ain't letting it go. That's what the enemy thought he was going to do to you. He was like, I got you up under my foot. But in the second half, somebody say, I'm about to bust out. I Depression had you, but it's about to let you go. Anxiety had you, but it's about to. So watch me. It's been crampled on and crumpled, stomped on. If it wasn't absolutely disgusting, I'd spit on it, but that's disgusting. You get the point. By two different people. Two different friends, two different relationships, two different people you trusted, two different people you used to be real close to. And what was this before we started? A hundred dollar bill. What is it before we started? A hundred dollar bill. Now, now, so the enemy will say, you're not worth much. Nobody cares about you. This, this, you're supposed to be, look, you should be bigger by now. You should have more by now. You should be more accomplished. You're nowhere near where you wanted to be in your five-year plan. You, you thought you'd be married by 34. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. You, 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 you didn't think you'd be divorced with kids. Y'all know who am I? You're not worth much. So it's hope. 
is to keep you like this and to think, thank you, and to keep your, to, actually, y'all stay right there, to keep you like this. And then what he does, this is what he'll do, is so that you think this is how you're supposed to be. He's going to get some other people around you. All right, don't do it. Do it, do it, do it. Cup it up, step on it. All right, ball it up, pick it up and ball it up, then step on it again. Don't go ball it up, just ball it up. Uh-huh, uh-huh, step on it again. Uh-huh. Come on, aggressive shoes, my God, just aggressive, Jesus. All right, all right, watch me, watch me. All right, let me have both of them. So here we go. So now, your whole crew. In fact, when you see people that aren't like this, you call them fake. You say they're too aggressive. They're too spiritual. They, they, they want too much. They, they, y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. They got too much authority. No, God just needed to expose you to one that was what you were supposed to look like. So here we go. You ready? Here we go. I'm, I'm done. Almost. All this extra I had to do at this 915, that's coming out of your time, not my time. Had to stir the water twice. Like a pot of greens that just ain't cooking right. I just, I love you. This is a what? $100 bill. It doesn't look like it. In fact, if I took it to the store, come here, be my clerk. If I took it to the store, if I took it to the Quickie Mart, and I, <laughs> what, what do you want me to do with this? It takes somebody that knows how to take damaged goods. Because he's going to make everything beautiful in its time. You need it to get to this place called Harvest to hear this series called The Kingdom so that you'd realize you still are the same value you were when he sent you. Even after life has tried to kill you and take you out. Open your mouth say, he put heaven in me. And I've still got that value. For those of you with life has tried to tear you up, can you release a praise that God's about to unfold your... It's unfolding, it's unfolding, it's unfolding, it's unfolding, it's unfolding, it's unfolding, it's unfolding. Everything that I am is unfolding. Everything I'm becoming is unfolding. Everything I'll possess is unfolding. It's unfolding. It's unfolding. It's... So look, so look. What's in you? Heaven. So I'm not trying to die to get there. I stay there. I'm not trying to die to see it better. I'm going to make it better from the inside out. Please pay attention. If you grew up in church, you've been waiting on God. Got your bags packing. Just waiting on the Lord. Just waiting on the move of God. And God says, what, what are you waiting on me for? I sent you with everything you needed. Now, life has deformed you and reformed you. But I'm about to put some people around you. I'm about to expose you to a whole nother level Because everybody in your crew is about to unfold. For those of you that got a few people in your life, you don't want to leave them behind, but you want them to be a part of this journey with you. Say, my whole crew is unfolding. Say, my whole crew is upgrading. 
God says, don't wait on me. What are you You're not waiting on me. I'm waiting on you. The earth is waiting. For my Bible students, watch me. Now the earth is groaning for the manifestation of the sons of God. What does that mean? God says, I'm waiting on you to realize what I put in you. But Bishop, I'm just so upset about this. Change it. He's, whatever ticks you off, you were sent to transform. You're not just supposed to sit there and say, somebody need to do something about it. Can I introduce you to the somebody? Say, I am a problem solver. Can I, can I show you this? This, this is the last part. I, I'm going to have to end here. This is the last part. Can, can I get this last part? Isaiah 48 and 6. Watch what God says to his people. This is really, this is really deep. Say it's really deep. It's really deep um, because look at how he understands his people. and He understands what he couldn't tell them until a certain point. He says, now I will tell you of new things to come. Events that I did not reveal before. Verse 7. Only now. I am making them happen. Nothing like this has taken place in the past. If I had told you, you were going to claim that you knew all about it. Say the second half will be way better than the first half. Only now, I am making them happen. Uh uh. No, no, no. No, no, no. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Uh uh. I just need you to get this. And then I can't finish, but I just got to get this last set of verses out, okay? Can y'all do this with me? Y'all gonna do it with me? Only now, I'm making them happen which means I'm forcing nobody has an option this time because I'm going to push it pull it drag it snatch it up turn it around lift it up put it down somebody say he's going to make it happen All right, okay, because I want to make sure you get it. I I want you to rejoice, but I need to make sure you get it. Every parent in here, if you tell your child, get up, what is your expectation? They get up. And if you don't get up, watch me. I have a reason for you to get up. This is why there's been certain circumstances that have been way out of your control. He says, because I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to make it happen. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Come on now, day. I'm on overtime for the day. 
I'm making it happen. So watch me. Come here. Come here. You come here. You come here. Or no, 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 no. You, you good to come? You come? Okay. No, that's okay. That's all right. No, I want you to heal. I don't need to lay hands on you to heal you again. Come on. You come on and you come on. Come on, come on. All right. So here's what God says. Okay. And you come back. All right. So God says, all right, I, I, want, you to, I want you to do six figures this year. You're a faithful giver. I want you to do six figures this year. Because you, you're a faithful giver, so you're going to be a blessing. So I can trust you with, with harvest because I know you'll turn it into seed. Come here. So if your first boss, now listen, guys, give him the raise. And your first boss say, no, you ain't in the raise. I'm going to make it happen. You got to go. I'll raise up somebody else. Oh, my God. I wish I had a church that believed. Now, you're going to bless him. Because he's a faithful giver. You're going to bless him. You're going to bless him. And now since he had to wait longer, not only is he going to get the raise, but I want him to have some extra benefits too. Because I want his whole family to be covered. I, want him, I don't want him to worry about anything. Now, God says, now do it. And if they resist... Tell him no. Tell him no. Say it's not time. Say we'll look at it at the end of the year. God says, uh-uh, you can go too. He's about to start dismissing who's been in your way. He's about to start dismissing who's been in your way, the thoughts that have been in your way, the trauma that's been, if you don't, if you don't open your mouth and give God some glory, somebody say he's about to make it happen. So watch it. Let me change it. Say he's making it happen. Say it again. Say he's making it happen. They're going to wish they never got in your way. They're going to wish they never talked trash about you. The enemy's going to wish he never tried you. Say, he's making it happen. All right, come on. Now look. Now, this is what I originally promised. You made him wait, so now, he, now I added something to it. I added something to it. Now, the whole time you standing here in delay. Preach to your own self. Let's go. The whole time you standing here, watch me, still on your square, still doing your assignment, still being faithful, still being consistent, still giving God the glory, still doing what you're supposed to do, still giving, still serving, still praying. But watch this next part of the verse. Look at verse 8. Look at verse 8. But this whole time he's not telling you anything about what he's doing with what's delaying you, distracting you but you staying in your seat of authority. Say, my faithfulness is about to pay off. Say, my consistency is about to pay off. Is there anybody that can testify? I ain't been perfect, but one thing I have been is faithful. I, if I got knocked down, I got right back up. Look at the Bible. He says, I couldn't tell you any of this. 
Actually, go back to seven so you can see it. You go back to seven. Only now I am making it happen. Nothing like this has taken place in the past. Because before, had the first one told you no, you would have said, well, I guess I just need to turn around. But, but watch me. But I was developing something in you. So that even after the first one delayed you, denied you, distracted you, even after the second delayed you, denied you, distracted you, watch me, nothing like this has taken place in the past. Because you would have said you knew that it was going to be the third one that was going to do it for you. So look at verse 8. So verse 8 says, I knew you couldn't be trusted. Because I had I told you what, when it was going to happen, how it was going to happen, the way it was going to happen, watch me, you would have been a rebel. You would have been out there, y'all ain't going to you would have been out there in them streets. You would have went back to how you used to live and how you used to act. This is why you never heard of all of this. And no word of it ever came to your ears. You ain't never looked at your life and said the second half is going to be way better than the. But I need you to go back to verse six, say, 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 or verse seven, say, say, but he's making it happen. So, so, so this is what I originally promised. You had delay, you had distraction, all of that. Okay, but, but, but you stayed in your square. Say, I stay in my square. What does that mean? I've been, I've been faithful. I've been consistent. Because there's something in me he's manifesting out of me. I got to hurry up and go. I got to go. I got to go. So, so I didn't say nothing to you. I didn't tell you that you just had one more delay. I didn't tell you, watch me, that you just had one more to talk to. I didn't tell you that you just needed to apply one more time. I didn't tell you that you just needed not to be so uh, impatient. I didn't tell you, listen, I've been training you, so I needed you to use the training that I've given you. I have not been saying anything to you. But now, since, since you were delayed a little bit more, not only am I going to give you what, you what I promised you, not only am I going to do what the second delay created, but I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you some extra. And nothing like this has ever taken place in the past. So this time, this time, well, that's me. You're not even, you're not even gonna have to go through the same trouble you were with this one. This time, when you show up. And I need you not to say it's too good to be true. Baby, you've been consistent for this. You've been faithful for this. Open up your mouth and say he's making it happen. So I can't finish because we're out of time. And I need your seat and parking spot. Father, I pray that today this word 
would not fall on deaf ears. Thank you, Lord. It would not fall on deaf ears. But in Jesus' name, I pray that we would manifest in us you've placed your kingdom. We are heaven in the earth. All he had to do was stay on his post because he would manifest what you had ordained. Father, I come against tiredness. I come against weariness. I come against laissez-faire. I come against those that say I'm tired of fighting. And I declare, God, that their fight emerges and that their fight rises right now. Here as in heaven. Here as in heaven. If you're in this building or you're online, you need to become a Christian for the first time or recommit yourself to the Lord. This is your day. In the building, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. When I count to three online, I'm going to ask you to do the hand wave emoji and say, it's me. You need to become a Christian. Recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure. One, God's coming to get you. Two, God's coming to get you. One, two, three. If that's you, hands up in this building or online, do the hand wave emoji and say, it's me. Come on, church. Let's thank God for the hands that are raised. Everybody, real quick, pray with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place because of this belief, because of this confession. If this is my first time praying this, I am now saved. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart. You are God, King of kings, Lord of lords, the great I am. In Jesus' name, amen. You just prayed that prayer for the first time and recommitted yourself to the Lord. Take out your phone. Text the word decision to 877-552-4746. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to the number 877-552-4746. And we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in the app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologists recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin. From makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost water gel facial moisturizer, BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd. Only at BJ's.